The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, His Lines Has Fallen On Me. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Call your attention to the book of Psalms, the 16th number, the 5th and 6th verses, Psalms number 16, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Now I had several opportunities to name this sermon. But it's so broad and so massive until... I'm almost tempted to let you name your own. Um, this scripture is very deep and is very personal to me because I heard it years ago and understood it a little bit, but I'm here to tell you I understand it today a whole lot more better than I did when I first heard it. How many of y'all know if you want to know the word God will teach it to you? So this is what I named it. His lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. Say that back to me. His lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. Now when we talk about lines, L-I-N-E-S, we're talking about God's favor extended to us. Say it back to me. God's favor, God's favor. extended to me. Extended. To, me. to me. So when we talk about the lands are falling unto me in pleasant places, is God's favor extended unto us. Amen. And when it talks about these pleasant places, the pleasant places are those places where God moves in his providential care. And when we talk about his providence, we're talking about God raising up somebody to help you along the way. It was nobody but him. So when we talk about providence, we're talking about God's ability to cause all things to work out for our good. When we talk about his providence, we are talking about and one minister put it like this. Providence is God's hand 
in the glove of human experience. We see that happening in the life of Ruth and Naomi when they returned from Moab and went and returned and came back to Bethlehem, Judah at barley season. And a lot of things had happened unto Naomi. She lost her husband in Moab. She lost her two sons. And one of her daughter-in-laws went back among her people. But Naomi clung. Ruth clung to Naomi. And she said, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Because Ruth realized that she had a blessing in Naomi. And no matter what had happened, somebody bigger than her was large and in charge. And no doubt, Ruth had embraced the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of her relationship with Naomi. So when Naomi got ready to go back to the land of Moab, Ruth said, where you go, I will go. So we see in God's providence, it was the Lord that allowed Elimelech to go all the way over yonder and to carry his family into the land of Moab. It was God who put that thought in his mind or the Lord allowed that to happen because when he went over there, Elimelech, Naomi, Marlon, and Killian, when they went to Moab and hooked up and Ruth married one of those boys, and when everybody else was dead, Ruth came back to Bethlehem, Judah during the time of barley season. And Ruth happened upon the field of Boaz and began to gather grain for her mother-in-law and for herself. But in the providence of God, she met Boaz. Come on now, you... Don't don't make this difficult. This she she met Boaz and married Boaz and out of Boaz and Ruth who married in Bethlehem is what brought Jesus and Joseph back to Bethlehem for Jesus to be born. Providence. And I know this morning that some of you all can go back in your mind if you ain't got your religious head on and you can see some people that the Lord put right in your way to help you along the way. That's what you call his providential care. See, a lot of people think that the grace of God just showed up when Jesus came. Well, Jesus is the embodiment of the grace of God. And when we talk about grace, we're talking about God's favor. So Jesus is the embodiment of that truth. He is the truth. But grace has always been around. It just came in another form when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, that same place that God orchestrated Ruth's steps to meet Boaz. You got that? So, so there are each of us in here, if you would allow yourself to put your pride down, you'll have to admit that where I am today, I had some help. I had some help. So when we talk about his lines have fallen unto me, not on me, have fallen unto me, his lines 
are his favors. That professor that help you out. That teacher that just, you the apple of her eye and half did your work and got a good grade. That police officer that could have written that ticket but let you go. All those are lines. And when I, when I think about it and when I thought about this, I thought about if you are a property owner and if you were to look at the blueprints or the plot where your lot is, lot, we're going to pass through that word too, lot, and if you look at your blueprints, you're going to have F-I-P. Found or find iron pipe. There are four corners to your lot. And these lines draw out your lot. Can I get some? Where's the church? <laughs> these lines, these, these iron pipes are in the ground that's invisible until you dig down. And you can find that iron pipe where the lot of your house is. Your, your house is on a lot. When we talk about what is my lot in life, you got to understand what is my purpose for being. What am I anointed to do? What is my purpose? God is going to raise up somebody to help you along your way. Your lot in life. I remember Zacharias in the New Testament, the husband of Elizabeth, it was his lot, and the priest had an opportunity. That lot, and when we talk about lot, we're meaning then that their position in life and what they had to do. So when Zacharias was in the temple and the angel appeared unto him to tell him about the son John that he was going to have, he didn't believe it. Amen. But that lot, that opportunity that God gave him to be in that place, to minister unto the Lord in the office of a priest, his lot was, and so this lot means that only once in a lifetime, a person that's in the priesthood, and some of them never had the opportunity to go into the holy place. But Zacharias had been given that opportunity. And because he didn't believe, he was struck dumb and couldn't speak until John Baptist was born. See, our lot in life is lined out by the Lord on all four corners. He knows the way that we should go. So when the Lord elevated Zacharias... He had the biggest opportunity of a lifetime and he blew it. And oftentimes that's what happened to us when we don't understand that the hand of God, amen, is moving us. Because when you talk about how the Lord moves within the lines of our lives and introduce us to the people that are there and some of them are evil and some of them are are good. So when we talk about our experiences and the lines, God's favor extended to us, 
then we have to understand that God's hand is in the glove of human experience. And when we have been given that kind of favor, we need to hold on to it. We need to revere it. We need to respect it. And we need to realize that we are where we are today because God helped us along the way. His lines have fallen unto me and to you in pleasant places. What are those pleasant places? Those pleasant places are places where we ought to be able to be joyful and to rejoice. Sometimes we need to realize that all people that come into our lives are not there to stay. So the Lord may allow them to come just for a season. Just for a season. And a lot of times in life we don't quite understand what is going on. Especially when we are called upon to drink the cup. That cup in life. There are two portions in that cup. All this is foundation. You need to get this. The cup in life represents also our experiences. Sometimes there is a bitter cup. And we oftentimes say, you know, that experience right there left a bitter taste. In my mouth. I never thought. That it would end up this way. Each one of us. Have been given at least two cups. The bitter cup. And the cup of blessings. Job is a good example. Of having to drink from both of those cups. A lot of times when we lose loved ones or or the place that we used to be employed, it closes down and we have all this indebtedness and we wonder what's going to go on. That that could be a bitter cup, especially if you're not a tither. That didn't go over that well. But that, that bitter cup. And then there is the cup of blessings. So let's get this party started. I want to show you something right quick. And I want you to go into... The book of Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to come back here to develop Psalm 16 verses 5 and 6. But I want you to go to the book of Ephesians. Because a lot of times in our movement in this world. If we are not careful we lose sight of the hand of God. We lose sight of what God's purpose and calling is upon our lives. And when we say calling we're talking about being called out of darkness into his marvelous light and not necessarily being called to preach. We have been called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And God has a lot already planned for us. Our place in life, our space in life, the people that we're going to meet, the people that we're going to greet. And if all else fails, God will move the line and bring it to you. Because he loves you just that much And he wants you to be successful in this life, in your endeavors. Amen. 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 So God's choice of us is to bless us. We didn't choose him. He chose us. 
I'm just trying to get some pride out of here because pride can be damnable and destructive. You know, the, the, the higher God blesses us and raises us up, the more humble we ought to be. See, because to whom much is given, much is required. You don't get promoted to do less work. Hey, Usher. Are you in Ephesians? Look at chapter 1 and verses 3 through 10 and I'm reading. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, through which he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, in which he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. That just simply says that God made choice of us before the foundation of the world to bless us. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. And having made this choice, we're going to meet a lot of people. We're going to go through a lot of circumstances. We're going to face a lot of bitter cups. We're going to face some better cups. But we can't give up on life because God has a purpose. And that's why he called us out of darkness. So whatever comes upon us, there's no need of second guessing God. Go ahead and drink of the cup. It may be bitter today. And there are some things that we just detest that have happened to us. It's bitter. It leaves a bitter taste in our mouth. But then there's another cup of blessings. And if you don't faint, you're going to get the sweet cup. I like the sweet cup. Because in the sweet cup is the sweet Lucy. Okay? And see, when you get to the sweet cup, then for the most part, all of that bitterness we have to say bye-bye, but it's just for a season. Let me share this with you right quick. Going back to Ruth and Naomi. Can I talk to you for a minute? Going back to Ruth and Naomi. Naomi, when they came to Bethlehem, Judah, they say, oh, look, here is Naomi. Naomi say, don't call me Naomi no more. Call me Mara. What does Mara mean? Mara means bitter. And this is what Naomi said. She said, the Lord hath dealt bitterly with me. No, baby, you followed your husband and it all fell apart. So she said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. Because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Okay, hold a pickle in the mayo. Because Ruth, who is Naomi's daughter-in-law, hooked up and married Boaz and they had a baby by the name of Obed. And that baby became a sweeter cup 
to Naomi than the bitterness of the death of her family. And Naomi sat there and loved that grandbaby because God had given her back her joy and it came through her grandchild. If you hold on, help is on the way. I'm just, y'all praying for me because it, it is just flashes of light all through my spirit because somebody here needs to understand what it is that you're going through, but the Lord is allowing it. It's nothing basically that you've done that have caused this. It's a lesson to be learned. And that is, he's going to make his lines to fall unto you in pleasant places. He's going to bring the people you need. He's going to bring the resources you need. He's going to give you the hookup that you need. I remember when my sister Glenda, who's now sleeping in the bosom of Jesus, asked me to drive her to AT&T one day, and I did. And... I'm sitting there and she's at the desk talking to a man named Mr. Blevins. And he hired her on the spot. And he looked at me sitting in the chair right in front of him. He said, young man, do you want a job? I said, well, I have a job. I work at Holmes Pontiac. He said, you sure don't want a job? I said, come on, put an application in. I worked there 18 and a half years. Because I carried my sister, God's lines fell unto me in pleasant places. See, when you help somebody else through their trials and pray for somebody else through their tribulation, then God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. He will, oh, do Lord, do Lord, oh, do remember me. He will remember you. So if you have had to drink from a bitter cup this week, last week, five years ago, it's best to go ahead and drink it because something better is coming. Amen. Can you say better? Yes. It's coming. Now God loves you so much until if it's something you need and it's not in his inventory, he'll make it for you. Have you ever heard of Someone by the name of Zalafahad? <laughs> no? Zalafahad. Zalafahad. Go to Numbers. Let me show you something. See, God moves the line. And he moves the line in your favor. And when God doesn't want us to go in a certain direction, he closes the door. And when he wants us to go in a particular direction, he opens the door. Because he opens doors that no man can shut. And he shut doors that no man can open. So don't be getting no sledgehammer to tear that door down when God doesn't shut it. God, get some help up in here. Book of Numbers. Did I tell you where to go? Numbers chapter 27. Numbers chapter 27. But before I do that, indulge me for just a moment. I, we need to take a look at a cup. 
Before I leave that, Matthew 26. We rolling now, so if I make a sharp right turn going 95 miles an hour, I hope that you will buckle in. Matthew chapter 26, in the life of Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, we all got a cup to drink. And baby, some of these cups ain't fancy. But they got your name on them. You're going to be a better man. You're going to be a better woman if you go ahead and drink it. Now, I don't mean to get personal, but you know when you start trying to clean your system out, I don't know about you, but I, I sit that little bottle right there and I just look at it. <laughs> I walk past it. I come back and touch it. Slide a little bit on the counter. I just look at it. Because I know what's in that little bottle. It's going to do me good, but I don't want to drink it. Man, I go through all kind of psychological changes looking at that little bottle sitting there on the counter because it's a laxity. Today's message, His Lines Has Fallen Onto Me, FC2602, FC2602 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net Now the question is Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you.
Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Oh,